Welcome to the Barebow Project Podcast, developing fundamental skills for barebow archers and bringing the excitement of barebow competitive archery to you through the lens of some of the best archers and coaches in the world. I wasn't shooting against anybody else, I was just shooting against myself. For me, as an archer, I shoot to compete with myself because for me there's no there's no competition but myself. Today we join hosts Frank Madonna, owner of Grasshole Archery and Level 3 NTS coach, along with John Demmer, multinational and world barebow champion, as they speak with the winners of the 136 Outdoor Target Nationals. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We we are recording the ladies of Barabow, as Chrissy probably said to me at nationals, I don't even know how many times we're taking over Barabow. Hey, that was know. me and Maggie saying we're taking over. Yeah. I must have heard that I don't know how many times, and <laughs> but that's all good because in a sense you definitely did, and you guys rocked it, and it was awesome. And um, Mr. Demmer, what do you think? What do you think of these, this group that we got in front of us here? That's a pretty cool group. Uh, most of them are all like relatively brand new archers within the last uh, couple years. I think I think Melody is the uh, the senior of the group. How long have you been shooting, Melody? Three, four years. Three, four years. Yeah, competitively since two thousand and the end of two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our top four ladies of the hundred and thirty sixth Outdoor Target Nationals. We have our young lady, our fourth place finisher, Miss Maggie Brensinger. Hi, Maggie. Hi. I just saw Maggie a couple hours ago. She was here <laughs> practicing. Um, our bronze medal winner, Melody Richards. Hi. Said that correctly, right? Richards with an S? Richards with the S. Yes, um, correct. And we have our second place finisher, Claire and that your last name is pronounced Z, correct? Yes, Z with an X. Who Z without an Z. Z with, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is our second place finisher for nationals and our first place finisher for the US Open. And then we have our national champion and second place winner, Miss Chrissy, how are you? Great, happy to be here. You look happy to be here. <laughs> Did you go make another pot of coffee just in case this goes I, for like three I hours? I was having fun chatting you guys up. So. <laughs> no, it, is, it won't go that long. It won't go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I mean, we do have some new archers, John. And I know I was, I was there as a, as a new archer and the first time as a coach. So I definitely can say that there was a lot of things like first time experiences, but we want to hear about like what your experiences were and, you know, definitely talk about some of the things that you did to prepare to get um, to nationals and perform the way the all of you did but especially with you first timers um, you know well actually just Maggie and Chrissy I guess are technically the first timers but you know in retrospect what it was like for your first time and like if there was anything that just you know jumped out at you things that made um, your life like a little bit helter skelter um, as far as the tournament itself, you know, not, not anything personal. I just mean along the lines of 
stress that you do or things you didn't expect that other archers should be should anticipate um but you know and and it just the overall experience i mean i want you guys to talk about anything and everything that that makes that you think other girls should know other other women who aspire to be you know where you guys are and um that's pretty much it this is a kind of like the this is the ladies bs session is what it is I just want to know, it, it, start with, how did you guys prepare for nationals? What was your mindset? Is there anything special that you did? Um, and go, go along those lines with, with your conversation, okay? So, Mag, why don't you start and, you know, talk about your experience real quick. So, pretty much preparing for nationals, I put myself on a regimen of where two weeks before – um, the second week, I shoot lots and lots of arrows, volume and volume, multiple 72 arrow ends, and just try to build up stamina and endurance. And then the week before, um, just lots of drills, lots of blind bail, lots of draw holds, just to really set in stone my form and all of the progress that I've made. Typically, for like Typically, it's very emotionally um, up and down for me. It's probably just because I'm a teenager, but um, <laughs> it's just like I get excited and then I try to like calm myself down and then <laughs> it just doesn't work. But I just I, I like being excited about it. Get yourself excited about it. That's what I do yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> no that's good how about you oh, melody well hold oh, on go a ahead, john go ahead john all, all those like draw holes and volume shooting do you think that held up pretty good for the tournament like you felt really strong throughout um pretty much yeah there were a couple uh ends where i didn't feel so strong but that was on me so yeah so for the most part it worked out pretty good you you shot pretty much to the full strength potential through the whole whole tournament, minus a couple ends. Yeah. Yes. I think that's something that a lot of people lack when they – you hear a lot of times they only shoot 20 good arrows, or I go out and I only shoot 15 good arrows, 15 perfect arrows. But for a tournament like this, I don't think that works out that well because you also do need to have full strength and be strong through the 72-arrow round because – a tournament of 72 arrows when you're shooting six arrow ends can definitely weigh on you and can definitely weaken you out when you're trying to remain focused and, and make good shots. Well, yeah, I, I, I just, I try, <laughs> I try to maintain. You did a good job. Oh, uh, great job. She did do a great job. She's, she's a really good athlete. She's a really good competitor and she, her sportsmanship is awesome on the field. And that's one of the things that I loved um, about going head to head with Maggie is that for me, as an archer, I shoot to compete with myself because for me, there's no, there's no competition but myself because everybody's regimen is completely different and everybody's lifestyles are completely different. So you can't go to a tournament and be like, oh, I've been shooting every day for everybody's life is different, right? So what's important for me is that 
I show up with a mentality that I've trained my mind to be emotionally aware and in control of my emotions at all time, because there's so many things, especially in my archery career, if you know me, there's always something going on with my bow. There's always something I'm changing arrows. It's just, I guess I'm the magician when it comes to being on the line. The most important thing for me is that stuff is always going to happen. We shoot here in Arizona, 110 degrees, 115 degrees. I get up in the morning, 6 a.m. I'm shooting for four hours in the heat. The conditions are completely different. But what is always the same is my mentality, the strength of my mind. Because as bearbow archers, everybody says, we're the happy people. We're having a good time. And it's true, we are having a good time. But the minute I pick up my bow, I know that it's game time. And my mental game needs to be on point every single time. I can be cordial. I can be fun. I can be gracious. I can hold the line however I need to hold the line. But the minute I pick up that bow, I got to do what I've trained to do. And that's the attitude that I come with every day, every time. Sometimes I might miss the bell. Sometimes I might hit the two, but I'm coming back. And that's always my mentality. I'm going to come back. And I always do. And that's just my mentality. I love the archers. I love the vibe. I love the energy. I love what I bring to the line. But at the end of the day, yes, we all want to win. We all want to compete. But the question that I always have to ask myself is, what did you learn, Mal? Okay. Yeah. You went to Richmond and it poured down in with rain. You shivered until you couldn't shiver anymore. You were freezing cold. Your tab was flying off because your fingers were shrinking. What did you learn? I learned that I am strong. I am stronger than the rain. My mentality and my thought process and my shot process is stronger than the rain. I love to shoot in the rain. I can prevail no matter what the weather, no matter what the season, and no matter where I am. Jet lag, no jet lag. I'm showing up to do what I'm good at, what I love to do, and to hang out with my peers and to cheer each other on. And that's where I start and that's where I finish. And that's just me. That's good. You, you did have some adversity too. So it's not like, you know, um, completely out of your control. You had one of your limbs twist on you. You don't, completely. you don't, you can't, you can't ex anticipate that stuff happening and, and shout out to Calvin Smock. I think we should give him a shout out cause he was hanging out. Calvin, Calvin. Smock is like the night in shining armor. He, you changing out my stuff. Yep. I'm so grateful. I'm very we grateful. Will, but Barabo stepped up. That was a Barabo thing. I mean, we, we all would have helped each other no matter what the circumstance. Oh, I might not have helped John, but I would help you guys. Thank you. Good to know. Usually the other thing, helping Frank, me, I shouldn't say that I, That's too funny. I think the other thing that you didn't know is that on Saturday when we in elimination round, it was raining so drastically. I actually was pretty much shooting blind because I couldn't wear my glasses. Yeah. So I couldn't see the bail. And all the while... I look at Maggie, I'm like, Maggie, what, what, what was that? Where did that go? Because I literally could not see because I couldn't shoot with my glasses because my glasses were fogging up so much. Halfway in through eliminations, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And then I just decided i got to take these glasses off because they're giving me more trouble than anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel my way to the bail. And that's what I did. Yeah. Literally, awesome. I felt my way to the bail. Awesome. I mean, you rocked it. Thank you. Like so real quick, did you, is there anything that you did specifically before the tournament, Melody, to prepare? Specifically, I, I trained my mind. I went to the range. I figured out what I needed to do to stay strong. I mean, like I said, everybody's so different. But for me, it's just showing up. To Nothing is different. The way you see me at a tournament is the way you see me in practice. It's the same. It's the same mentality. It's just getting stronger at it and stronger at it. So I don't have anything more special or more different. My attitude, my composure, because I train to win. 
you know, everything that you do, you do in training and then it just shows up at, at the tournament. Sure. You know, I just, obviously I can't control the rain, but I can control my mind within the rain. I can't control my bow, but I can have so many people come together to help me get back on top. You know, I could have had a meltdown. I could have said, this is over for me. I was just like, okay, new limbs, figure it out. I'm going to aim where I need to aim and I'll adjust. That's what sure. Bebo is about adjusting, just like life. You just got to keep yeah. adjusting. Something's always going to be thrown in your way. You just got to adjust and keep aiming. That's there's, it. Um, there's a lot of people in your situation, especially kids who would have tanked. And John, you weren't around for that. But basically, I don't remember what point in the day it was, but your limb twisted really bad. We swapped out a set of limbs for her. Um, I think Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday. Yeah, Friday and at the swapped second out a set of round limbs, four. Got the brace height back to where it needed to be, and then I mean, and there were some immediate improvements after that. But a lot of shooters, especially experienced shooters, like mentally, they'll just there's they'll just crash and burn after something that significant. You you actually did the opposite. Um, so, I mean, shout out to you for that. And, you know, everything that you got that weekend was hard earned. There's no question. So, yes. One thing that my coach always tells me is, or he always asks me is what did you learn? And then I have to stop and I have to think, well, what did I learn? I learned that I'm stronger than my limbs twisting and I can ask for help. And there's people out there that want to help. Because we all here for the same thing. We all want to have a good time. We all want to be better than we were the day before. And that, for me, is why I absolutely love Bebo. And Bebo will always be like my husband. You know, nice. that, that, that number one. So, yeah. Good stuff. Sounds like, the, sounds like your coach put you on a good track. To, you know, just I'm so grateful. In, in life in general, not alone, just archery. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a true. good man. A good mental approach. 100%. Shout, shout out to your coach. Who's your coach? Mel Nichols. We all know that name. I see P- that. Part of that. Part of I that see crew. that. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> and John, I want to tell you, thank you too, because you inspire all of us with your grace and your gratitude and just your willingness, no matter what. You've always been such a, an amazing mentor for me. And I want to tell you, thank you, because there's – it's not very many archers or people like you. And I just want to say thank you. We need more, more people like you. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I got I to gotta back that up with a, a big second because you're 100% right for sure. He's definitely uh, the reason that we are, have seen the, the gains in Barabo over the last two, three years. And I'm going to, before Claire, before we jump into your story, I'm going to quick say that I had, um, I had a meeting with Guy Kruger from the Olympic Training Center today, and we were on Zoom and we were chatting. You know, he, I didn't realize this, but like three to four years ago, and John, you may have known this, Guy told me that Barabo was sort of on the chopping block as far as um, like nationals because the turnout wasn't good. Um, is well, that I knew a, this. You knew yeah. this. So, yes. you know, that's – I don't know how many people understand that, John. I, and that's why I'm bringing it up just in lieu of this conversation because we have done a huge, huge turnaround in the last two years, three years. And John, you're obviously, you've spearheaded that movement, but 
it's not it's not just it's not just that it's it's people who are finding Barabo and Chrissy I'm gonna I'm gonna also highlight you here for a second because you've you've taken on the growth of of females in the sport it's not just Barabo you're trying to harness people like Maggie and some of the other young females that are up and coming and almost empower them so that's what we need to continue to happen and you look at the numbers of the classic you look at the numbers of indoor nationals i mean we were this close to really not having any of that stuff and that has all turned around and now you guys are doing the same for the women in the sport so i mean it's that's a testament to all the work and the um the the precedence that John set and the leadership that he's put out there. I'm not trying to trust me, man. I love digging into you whenever I can, but this is a situation where you deserve the props, dude. I'm just telling you as a friend, you deserve the props. You've done more for the sport and these ladies probably wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for you. So well, I do bear because of John, he did a video and, and that put me on bear So I, and I've told him this before that I'm very grateful because I saw his video and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do barebow. It looks fun. It looks like my kind of people. A hundred percent is the reason why I'm doing barebow is that man right there. So, yeah. All right. So Thank I'm you. sorry we my life. derailed the <laughs> entire podcast, but um, I just think it was the right moment and as well-deserved. So, all right, Claire. So, um, as you may know, I yeah. didn't have enough practice for the national this year because I was so busy. I, uh, I've been working like crazy. I have classes to go. I had probably three, four outdoor practice for the whole year, and that's about it. So, um, I didn't have any ex expectations. Um, I just want to have some fun. But um, last year was my first year, so it was quite some experiences. So the first day I shot, I think I shot okay. Um, and then they interviewed me and they asked me, so what's your expectation? And I said, uh, I think I did pretty well today. I think I want to get the first place. And the second day the pressure's on. And I was like, okay, I already said it. I have to get first place. And I made the mistakes I've, I've never made. It was horrible. So, yeah. So day two was horrible is what you're saying. Yeah, day two was horrible. So I would say my suggestion would be don't have any expectations, just trying to have some fun and don't focus on your score, focus, focus on your, um, um, your shooting process. Yeah, I think this, the, this mindset helped me this year. For the final. Oh, for the for the open, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Focus on execution, not expectation, is what I think. Right. I exactly. Say most often. Yep. Execution, not expectation. That's a good lesson. It's a real good lesson. I may or may not have heard that from Mr. Demmer once or twice in my. <laughs> when I talk well, about. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, I was just gonna say that that approach, that mental approach that Claire had is probably what allowed her to do as good as she did for, for the amount of practice and, and the amount of, you know, preparation, but it's, it's always good 
And then if you paired that with uh, Melody's outlook of, uh, you know, just shoot within yourself, try to try to compete with yourself and be positive of that you're stronger than your preparation. You're, you're stronger than anything else. And that'll, that'll help you pull through. That's a, that's a good, that's a good pairing between the two. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, what did you do? Um, practiced a lot. <laughs> did you do? <laughs> practiced a lot. Messed um, around and got the dub. You you won outdoor nationals. Congratulations. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. So. But I also truly admired what Claire was doing over there at the open. So I, I did go into the open like with no expectation. I, I went into all of it with no expectations, to be honest with you. It was my first 50 meter ever. So I knew what I could do in practice and I knew what was gonna stop me was if I let it get in my head. Um, cameras got into my head, so ignore it. You can tell cameras to back off, by the way, if they get too close. <laughs> so just so for all y'all that don't know, I found that last, that was my biggest lesson. Tell them to back off when they get in your face. I love you cameras, loved you guys, you were amazing. That's not what I'm shooting. <laughs> but, um, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot through the whole process. Um, I started, I got limbs. I knew I wanted to go for a point on after uh, indoor. So uh, me and my coach talked. We upped my poundage. We changed my riser because my riser, the little borderline for the limbs I have on it right now, it's a lower, my indoor riser is a lower end riser and uh, cuts off at 36. I'm shooting 35 on the fingers right now with 38 pound limbs. So I didn't know if I wanted to cut it that close. We, we switched basically everything out. And that was a big jump for me. So I started off with like a lot of draw holds, you know, for the first couple of weeks. Um, I did put up a video um, when I started. I, I should probably follow that up. But of where I was, where I knew I wanted to be, I embraced the term, um, you know, embracing the sock. Because it was very, very sucky at first, uh, what I was trying to do. But I knew... I was trying to catch up with people who had been shooting for, you know, had years of experience on me. So I was trying to see how far I could push myself, you know, in those couple of months. Um, and that, but it also like, I was changing things in my shot. I still have work to do in my form. I know that I'm okay with that. So, but I was trying to work on a couple of those things along with hitting my, you know, seeing where I could go with 50 meter. I knew what I was doing in practice. I just, I didn't know how it was going to come out in a comp. So I really just went there going, no matter what I shoot, it's going to be my personal best. And I'm just going to have fun. I kind of adopted Maggie as my little bearbo sister and said, we are going to, you know, run with this. We were wanting to do teams together, but then they canceled teams. I said, you know what? I don't care if we're not having teams officially. We're going to go in this as a team and we're going to have each other's back. And I kind of, you, you know, she propped me up. I propped her up. It wasn't a one-way thing. Maggie was propping me up too. She has like a lot more experience in eliminations than I do. And I've never done a head to head. That was my first head to head. So uh, actually my hardest match of the whole thing was facing Maggie. Like when they told us we were gonna have to shoot at each other, we kind of looked at each other like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. We all were gonna have to do this at some point. And um, I won't lie when um, I thought I had completely knocked her out, I cried because I love Maggie so much. I was like, if you have any doubt how much I love you girl, like. I'm bawling in the rain. I'm like, use your umbrella to hide me because I'm bawling in the rain because I didn't want to knock her out. But then when they said she was going on for uh, the bronze medal match, I was so happy. 
you know, that she was going on. So that was, that was actually my hardest match. If, if, if Claire is just like my hero. So when I first started doing archery, I was watching videos and people like Claire and Fawn, you know, I was like, if they can do this, I can do it too, you know? So, you know, it was a really huge honor to me to shoot with her, no matter what place I got, I was just happy to shoot with her. So, you know, and all these women are phenomenal. So I like knowing that I'm part of Women's Barebow. I really want to see Women's Barebow grow more. So yeah, I do kind of go out of my way to cheerlead the girls. Not that I don't love you guys, because I do. But um, I really want to see more girls get into the sport because I think it's an amazing sport. And I think it's a lot of fun. So I just had a blast doing it. You did awesome. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I think the first time we met was at the Classic. And um, we got to shoot shoot with you during practice some. And, you know, you were kind of amped up. And, you know, or were, I think you were dealing with a broken ankle at the time. My leg. I had, yeah. I had broken my leg um, a couple months before and had a yeah. surgery in it. And then also the process of 50 meter, I also had another surgery. So I had a surgery back in, oh, what was that? I can't even remember anymore. It was the end of June, beginning of July, I had another surgery to remove the screws because um, my leg is mostly healed. So um, yeah, I was dealing with all that too through the training. Yeah, I mean, so it's not like your preparation wasn't just shooting, oh, doing a whole bunch of draw holds and shooting a lot. I mean, you, you had other things going on in life that in retrospect, you look at it like, you know, things could always be worse. You know, oh, yeah, your yeah. leg could be broken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least you I know. could walk at that point. I mean, I was hobbling at, at the beginning. I still was dealing with um, rehab, like strengthening my leg. I was looking at my doctor going, look, outdoors coming. I have to get stronger with my walking. Like, you know, if I walked a big, long shoot with Fawn, like 3D, and by the end, I could barely walk. So I was like, I have to like rehab my leg up to do outdoor, you know, and I didn't know if I was doing field or what at that point, but I knew that I, I really wanted to get my leg and it's there now, so I'm very happy. Um, All right. Pretty cool. Right. That's it's awesome, Chrissy. It's awesome to see your transformation from January till now. It's a huge. It's, it's a, I'm getting some it's a great muscles. Deal. Yeah, you're getting stronger, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm point on at 50 meters. I'm a 45-year-old lady. I'm pretty proud. You said before that your goal was to get point on at 50 yes. meters. And, yes. and why don't you elaborate on that because we've talked about this in the past why was that so important to you going into nationals um for consistency reasons and also because it would, it would allow me to um which i didn't do during the open whoops um but it would allow me to adjust a little bit easier if, if due to weather conditions and um, also, it's just, it's a lot more consistent with your heights, with your left and your right. So if you have a point on instead of gap shooting, you know, I can gap shoot when I need to, but, but I, I like having the point on. I think the beauty of like Bebo is that you have to figure out what works for you and then just, just stay in it. You know, it's like so interesting to see like everybody's style is so different and so unique and you listen to everybody's story and you're just like, wow, like for instance, Claire, she barely shut, but her mental game was so strong and she did what she needed to do. And she, she came and she did, you know, and it's just interesting because everybody's perspective is so different and your scores will tell. 
You know, I mean, I've been to numerous nationals and, you know, it's so beautiful that you see people and you watch them grow and you see year after year, like how they're getting better, where their hardships are, how they're learning. Um, and it's just beautiful to see people as a whole, you know, go, going through life with archery. And I love that. I mean, we all have adversity. We all have so much going on in our lives. There's something always going on. But archery really brings us together and gives us a moment to just be like, we can leave work, sickness, all of that behind. And we could just come together as a team and just like push each other on in this crazy sport called archery, standing in the rain for four hours shooting. I mean, my yeah. rain boots were filling with water. I was like, oh my goodness, this is the craziest thing like ever. But seriously, I love it. Yeah, Where else would I want to be? Like, it was bad. I don't want to be at the it beach. I'm, I'm so happy right here, you know? <laughs> and so that's the beauty. And there's been so many pioneers like John, like Fawn, like there's amazing shooters. And the beauty of it is that you can ask questions. You can go up to them. You could say, hey, what are you doing? And that's why Beba was so awesome. That's why everybody wants to be a part of the club, you know? And I'm just grateful that it was the first... It was my first love and will always be my love, but I've learned a lot about myself in this. And I'm grateful that I have, I've continued the journey. I haven't given up. You know, we, like I said, we've all had adversity. Something's always going on in somebody's life. We can show up. And that's the most important thing is that you show up to the line, no matter what. Yeah. I love it because archery is my getaway from everything, from work, from study, from kiss, all the craziness. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. You work some crazy hours too, don't you, Claire? Yeah, I work 24 hours. Yeah. So you're, as a paramedic, you work 24-hour shifts. Are you 24 on, 24 off? or? Uh, yeah, 24 on, 24 off. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Yep. So I, I, and I mean, as a fireman, I get, as a, you know, for I don't know how long, it's, I, I get the, the struggle, but you do it full-time, you know, it's, so I could see how archery, you were probably just thankful to be there and not be at work. Oh, exactly. Yeah. A bad day of archery is better than a good day at work. So, That's true. <laughs> yeah. So how, how did you guys, have you shot in the rain before? Because if for those who weren't at nationals, they don't know the, what, what would you, how would you describe the weather at nationals? Like, it was either really hot and that third day was, I don't ever want to shoot in that. <laughs> I'm just going like to we were it like, uh, it was wet, it was pouring. The only thing missing from that was uh, lightning and thunder. And of course, they would have canceled it. I, I can't imagine it raining harder than it was at some point. It was pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. I was, mis like, I think all of us were pretty miserable. We were like hiding yeah. under the tents going, please stop. Yeah, I was freezing, and it's my first time shooting in the rain. So the first thing yeah. when I got back home, I bought a pair of nice rain boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. my reward for the trip. <laughs> well, I think Thank when you. I realized that me and Claire were going to go, that was like staying about an hour away. I was like, well, can I make it back to where I'm going? Because I just was so soaked through. I, you know, had to get the clothes off, get them in the dryer with a blow dryer on my tab because my tab was literally yeah. slimy from so much rain and I mean I was putting it in my pocket and trying it, it didn't matter but I'm trying to like blow dry my tab and yeah it was it was not fun 
every time I had to get from underneath the covers that they had for us, I just kept saying to myself, I'm in Hawaii. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. I love the beach. The beach is amazing. Wow. I kept saying that over and over. And like, I was literally shaking. I was so, so cold, but I just didn't let the shakes and all of that get to me. And it got windy. It was windy and it was, the weather was all over the place. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm in Hawaii. Oh my gosh, it's a calm day. Look at the beach. This is awesome. I'm so hot right now. And my boyfriend was like, you are in Hawaii. <laughs> and then was like, so I had like a whole group of people in the back. You are in Hawaii. I was like, I am in Hawaii. And it was just my mental game plan to get me distracted from really what was going on and stay in my mental game to shoot and do what I need to do. Because my, um, you know, once you're in, you're in, at least for me. I mean, yeah, I, I was literally shooting with my rain boots filled with water. And I just kept saying, this is fine. I love shooting in the rain. I'm an awesome shooter in the rain. This is me right now. My arrows love to, love to, they just slide down in, they in the gold. I got this. That was it. That was my mantra over and over again. And so you just never know, you know, we shot in Seattle for, um, for, field and it poured with rain and we slept through it i've shot in like many different tournaments and you just just gotta go do your job just get it done well you said something it's that i do too so i can be joking around with somebody you know when we're not shooting but the instant i get on the line my my brain like just clicks over now it's game time you know let's shoot so i very much can be i'm totally like laughing joking whatever but the instant I get on that line, I'm all archer and I'm very focused on what I'm doing. I don't care what I was saying five seconds before, I'm now here. And so like that's, I think, a really important thing when you go to do archery, have fun, but be ready to, when you get on that line, you leave it all behind. It doesn't matter what was going on the arrow before, you know, the conversation five minutes before, whatever, you're on that line, it's just you and the target. I wasn't shooting against anybody else. I was just shooting against myself, you know, um, I like to think I'm shooting with all of you guys. You're all, you know, I'm pretty friendly with all of you now. But I like to think that I'm shooting with people. I'm really just shooting against myself. Because when you start thinking that you're shooting against people, it gets in your head. And I, I, that's not a place I want to go. I, I love these girls. So I'm shooting with them against myself. And that's all I focus on. You know, I'm just trying to do what I do in practice because the rest of it really doesn't matter. For me, a good day in archery is when I can go to a national event and shoot with somebody that is shooting for the first time on the same line as me. My sense of, I feel good, this was a great archery day, is when we can both walk off the line and the person that I'm shooting with, even if they were in my division or not, can say to me, thank you so much for making it a good archery day for me and supporting me and helping me along the way. That for me is a great archery day. You know, my shooting and my scores will be my scores. But if I can be an amazing athlete and a great sportsman and have good sportsmanship and like be lifting people up within this sport, that for me is the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, the scores will come. At the end of the day, I'll get what is deserved and what I've worked very, very hard for. But my most prized possession within being an athlete and an archer is to have that feeling where I can high five a kid and they can feel good about themselves, even though they were flailing all over and distracting me when I'm in full draw and they can high five me and see it. I shot it too. And I can say, you were an awesome too. That to me is important. 
Good. Man, you guys are all all like singing kumbaya and stuff. I think it's great. I know, they're, su they're super positive. Where's it like the yeah. cutthroat mentality? Well, I'm coming for you, John. The whole time the whole time they're talking about shooting in the rain. I'm just thinking about how we were watching disc golf on TV, looking at the weather. Looking at, looking at, looking at the Looking at the weather and watching all the rain for you. You're welcome. <laughs> we we did too. We sat there watching the whole time. And you were talking about lightning. We had lightning on the first day of practice. Okay. We walked out in the field. <laughs> Boom, lightning. Oh, everybody what did off you the get, field. Like, one or two ends of practice and they called it I off got for the one. guy. I got one end. And I'm I sorry. I got you there in time. <laughs> John was fishing. He wasn't even worried about practice. <laughs> And John shoots with these eyes closed. I, I want to get to that point in my career where I'm just like, boom, eyes closed, X, X, X. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that an X or a 10? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I'm glad you guys brought up about the rain and stuff, though, because a lot of people who haven't had the opportunity to shoot it. Claire, you said you never shot in the rain before, right? No. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely an adjustment. Plus, we had wind, and the wind wasn't consistent. It was right to left. It was in your face. There's occasional, you see it would swirl and actually blow back left to right for like a second or two. I mean, that stuff can, can also tank a shooter or can completely just derail your game from, from the moment, let alone shooting in rain. Your feet are soaked, your tab is wet, your string is wet. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, your, your string, if you don't pluck your string off, I think – in one of our previous episodes, John and Grayson talked about this. Grayson shot a really, really good score last year. At like a, it might have when he broke the national record, but wasn't that in the rain, John? Yeah, his his first well, his first one they he shot in the rain. And they actually canceled it because I think lightning came and he he they didn't shoot the the last three ends. Yeah, but uh, when it yeah. when it started the rain, he just shot and didn't. That was a learning day for him. He shot one end in the rain, didn't even know. Got down there. It was like a nine and a half size, uh, nine and a half size grouping in like the four ring. Yeah, um, I had no idea. So, so he learned real quick how, you know, how he has to aim different. I mean, so now all of you going through that experience, regardless of you being the top, the top four um, in both the open and nationals, all of you are, are wiser, more mature, and you know more experienced shooters that's going to pay its dividends down the road whatever tournament you go to that's outdoor um or maybe an indoor as well because the mental fortitude that comes from that the ability to just shoot through all that stuff i mean but the, just the way you guys coped with each individual thing and you know like chris you're coming about going up to the line and turning the switch on once one whatever happened in the past whatever happened on the last end good or bad you know, you turn the switch on, it's game time, here we go. And, you know, and, and in some ways, pretty much all of you took that approach, and it shows because look where you finish. You know, obviously all of you have the talent. Um, there's no question. It's just, it's a matter of where mentally where you're at and how prepared you are to, to take and run with it. And you got, you ladies, I almost said you guys, you ladies. <laughs> All did that, and you did awesome. Um, John, anything else you want to want to quiz the ladies about, and anything that they maybe you just run down through through the rough specs of their bows. 
um, so people can get an idea of uh, what they were shooting, how many pounds, you know, how heavy was the arrow, what's by an arrow, um, just, just to get just to get other ladies a, an idea of what they were using. That's fine. Um, um, how about I'm shooting Chrissy, a forge riser with a uh, 38 pound Luka limbs because I have a short draw, so it's 35 pounds on the fingers. Um, I'm shooting Carbon Express arrows. These are 730 spines. I think they're 110 grains um, points and a Yoast tab. So anything else? Uh, Shibuya plunger and a ZT rest. Okay, Claire. Uh, so I'm shooting Hoyt Exceed uh, riser with uh, Velos limbs. Um, uh, I'm shooting 36 pounds medium limbs and it's about 35, 36 at my fingers. Um, I'm using Carbon Express Nano Arrows, <laughs> 900 uh, spine and 90 grain tips. Um, the arrows are pretty heavy, so I think it, it helped me in the wind, shooting in the wind. Um, I'm using Spigarelli, is it RZ or no? Our Spigarelli mm -hmm. rest and Oh, ZT, yes. And uh, Plunger. One of those. One of yes. Those. One um, that clicks. I think probably a biter. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's a biter plunger. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did an extra. I could have just answered all that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Melody, how about you? <laughs> I'm shooting a gray riser, one-in-one -one limbs that are 38, but I shoot 40 on my, I hold 40 on my fingers. I have a black mamba tab, carbon express nano arrows, 600 spine, 110 tips, and my plunger. I'm not 100% sure, let's look. So my equipment, as you all know, my equipment. <laughs> And um, so I, I forget, I think I have a Spigarelli and then I have a Biter, I think, pretty sure. And um, I have a custom string. And um, yeah, that's pretty much my setup for now. Oh, I forgot to say I use, I use Yoast tab. It's the best tab in the world. <laughs> I haven't shot a Yoast yet. I mean, my Black Mamba and I feel like I need to maybe shoot a Yoast, try a Yoast. Is that, is that what's going on? Oh yeah. yeah. I need a Yoast. So yeah, that's my that's my equipment. That's my setup currently. Good stuff. Awesome. Maggie. Uh, I shoot uh limbs about thirty pounds with a WNS motive FX riser and I have a Spigarelli ZT rest and a biter plunger and a Yoast weight and a Yoast tab and I shoot Victory vents with SX wings, XS wings and they're 900 spine. I don't know about the tips so <laughs> yeah. I believe you're 
tips are like 90 or 100 grain, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> they fly really good. Better than my uh, arrows that's were. That's a lot of stuff to remember. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I remembered most of it. <laughs> you all, I mean, you all rattled, rattled it off pretty quick. So that's good. You've been practicing. <laughs> You've been practicing. You're like, what, what are they going to ask us? What do you really remember? <laughs> what are you what am I so many different guys? things you need to know for archery. Right. So, right, are you, here's a question. Best are you more nervous for the podcast or are you more to record the podcast or, or nervous for nationals? Oh, cameras. Yeah, no, no. I was I actually went to watch the open video again. Wasn't anywhere near that nervous when I was actually shooting, but listening to the commentary, like when I I lost the knock on my arrow at one point. Yes. And I, and yes. I Frank was there and I, I looked at him like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm trying to like whip off my arrow, get the knock off the string, replace the arrow. And he starts count, counting and I'm all calm. But when I went to watch that on video, I was like, oh my gosh, shoot the <laughs> arrow, shoot it. Not many people know that that happened. And yeah. I remember saying to you, just get the knock off, grab the other arrow. Yeah, just, just, just going to go with it. Um, one of my teammates, thank God, and I thanked her when I got back, um, I said, you know, I, I'm a little nervous if I do actually make it to the head-to-head, -head, which I wasn't, I, I wasn't counting on it, but I was like, I should think about this. I said, I'm, there's really not enough time to let down. I'm just, if my tab doesn't feel right, I'm just going to have to, like, shoot it. She goes, well, let's try that. And so she made me try it, like, four or five times. And because of that, like, I was going, like, one or two seconds over in that, that four or five times we did it. but because of that, and we had just done that a few times, when that hap that arrow happened to me, I was like, I've got time. I've got lots of time. I'm fine, you know? And so I came back, I was like, thank you. Thank you, Diane, for, you know, doing that with me because that made like all the difference, you know, on the line because I was just so focused on the timers. You know, I'm, I've just never used those timers before. So that was where all my focus was. So I, I didn't have time to be nervous. I was just like, don't mess up the clocks. Don't mess up the clocks. That's all my brain was on. I think they did a good job with yeah. like, directing through that and yeah. everything that was going on. You did an outstanding job handling that situation. I mean, you just, and you had an extra three arrows, but you had them wrapped up in like a hair tie. Mm -hmm. And you were sort of struck because your hand was on the bow and you had your sling on and you were mm -hmm. kind of struggling a little bit to, to get through it. But you pulled that arrow out and then still got the shot off. And if I remember correctly, it landed in an eight or a nine. It was a decent Yeah, I kind of too. kept grouping right there. If only I had like aimed at seven o'clock for all my arrows, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. have, you know, it is I, what I it is. You. I know for next time not to be stuck on timers to go, hey, shoot at seven, you know. Yeah. It is I what tell it is. You, it's okay. Everybody that was watching that was like, Chrissy. Aim down, aim down here. Aim down here. <laughs> <laughs> like, right before we went out there, like 15 minutes earlier, I know John had come to walk over because I was practicing mm -hmm. in the muck. And yeah. um, he was like, oh, yeah, you're good. Because I was like grilling in the gold with just a couple mm -hmm. outside the gold. I walk over to the other side of the bleachers. The wind picks up. Everything changed. I thought it was me. <laughs> oh, that first end. Because I was just hitting the gold. That yeah, first whatever. end, the wind was bad. Yeah. Literally, yeah. the moment they said um you know whatever you're gonna shoot first and mm -hmm. range is clear it was like somebody turned on a switch and that wind just started howling yeah i just changed like, everything yeah yep. it was what it was i'm i'm still happy i got silver got to see claire shoot some amazing arrows that was really beautiful girl like seriously 
Beautiful. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. Let's 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 talk about the U.S. Open and and that experience, Claire. This was your second time in the Open, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. See, this was your first. Mm -hmm. What going into that? What was the, you know, what was the the part of that that really makes it tough? Is it the clock? Is it the cameras? Is it the was it just the conditions maybe this time around because the wind was so bad when you guys first started? Um, you know, like what is it for you that makes that tougher? Or maybe it doesn't make it tougher. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's easier. I don't know. Then shooting, you know, down in Texas or shooting with Jeff over at Bodoc or shooting wherever. Like what is it? I would say the camera. Just everybody's watching. My kids are watching and – you know, all my friends are watching. I'm so scared I'm gonna, you know, mess it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cameras. I mean, they were farther away. So at that point, I had had a lot of cameras in my face for a couple of days. So by then, but up to that point, I was terrified of the cameras. I mean, I think you've seen me a couple of times where I videotape myself and I'm like, I'm not good in front of cameras. Yeah, I'm over that now. <laughs> I'm yeah. over that here. Everybody's seen like every imperfection of my form. They've seen me shoot bad arrows that I've never even shot in practice. Like, I just don't care anymore. But it would be cameras and knowing that I don't mind people watching me. But with the cameras, it's always up there. You know, people can go back and, and they're going to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Now. I shot a four you know what what can you do you know so but yeah. cameras and and just you know wanting to make people proud that you care about that that's a big deal I think that's that's good you know you were complaining about the cameras earlier during the two-day qualifier but if you look back on it you know maybe that was the best thing that could have happened to you oh yeah in reality oh, yeah and mm -hmm. maybe, just maybe, shout out to PJ Riley because <laughs> you have to. Admit PJ is awesome. You have to admit that sometimes the barebow community gets a little, we're a little too picky about what pictures they put where. Or, you know. <laughs> so there's the camera covering barebow, the number one seed sitting on after day one. And that's exactly what we asked for. So don't. So just to put that in retrospect, and in reality, that made your U.S. Open experience oh, yeah. a better one because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thank, thanks to PJ. Cause yeah, because by PJ the time I got hard. to day three, I was like, whatever. Okay, we've done yeah. here. We've done this. But I just wasn't <laughs> expecting it on day one. So I was like, what's going on here? All of a sudden, there's these cameras, and I, and I didn't know what was going on. It was a little, it was a little overwhelming. But I also knew it was uh, – I had worked so hard. So um, when that happened, it was like, first of all, I wasn't ready for it mentally. But second of all, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, all this work that I've done is finally paying off. Like I'm here and it's going really, really well, like even better than I expected. So it was, it was a moment that I've been working very hard towards. So it was emotionally overwhelming. And so then I'm in my head like, okay, the good, the good high emotions are just as dangerous as the bad emotions and I've been taught this by my coach thank you Jeff so in my head I was like you've got to come down off this high you've got to get back where you need to be mentally because I was kind of like just a crazy inside but also like on this high like this is really happening to me so I had to get back down off that high and try to get off they weren't the best arrows in that last gun but I had to try to like 
not let all that emotion that was bottled up inside of me come out and get it back under control. So right. that, that, that was a learning experience. Yeah. So that sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds you see that the, uh, yeah. Maggie, I have to say that Maggie was amazing in it's our amazing. one arrow shoot off. Like she, oh, her, her energy, her energy on the on the line is so amazing. She's so mature within the sports. It's just so beautiful to see. I mean, obviously, shooting eliminations, it's not very common. We don't practice it very, very often. You know, it's not like a regular shooting that we practice every day. So when you go and like the judges are saying, you're going here. Like everything is just like, where, what, what, everybody's running. Where, where am I supposed to be in the ring? And Maggie is just so mm -hmm. calm. And I was like, so thankful that I got to shoot with her. I mean, just being with her on the line and just supporting each other was a beautiful thing. And I, I think every archer has their moments, you know, where they get frustrated, they have their highs, they have their lows. It's a career. That's what happens. You know, the most important thing is, can you come back? Yeah. You know, you fall off the horse, can you get back up? Because it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to have that miss and think, oh, for me, I missed the, um, the bail in my eliminations with Maggie. And it was, am I going to cry about the miss? What am I going to do? My, as my coach always says, next arrow. There's nothing you can do about that arrow. What are you going to do next? And I came back with the 10. You know, and for me, the comeback is always important. Not to say that you should always create opportunities where there should be a comeback. Consistency is key, obviously, in archery. But the beauty is of it is watching, in my opinion, is watching an athlete stay in their game, no matter what adversity comes their way. That, to me, is like a highlight reel that I enjoy seeing athletes, and I see that their mental game is so tight. And I noticed that with Maggie. And I just wanted to point that out, you know, because it's true. We all were given the same conditions. What are you going to do about it? Maggie was amazing. Let me tell you. And she went into that match dealing with me. I'm wondering who was 45 and who was 15 because she was comforting me. <laughs> I'm crying. She's comforting me. Then she goes on to do this, this match. But let me explain something to you. She missed being in the open, the first and second open, by one point. We went five ends and it was 20 to seven to 26. That girl chased my butt all the way. Like, I was like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, Maggie, Maggie's on my butt. She did really, really good. I'm very, very proud of her. You can't let your guard down around yeah, her. I, I was can't. very, Even very proud shoot, of her. When we shoot here, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that, that last end was 27 She's, to 26. She was amazing. I'm so proud of you, girl. She's got a competitive spirit that, that yeah. drives you know, and that's, and in some ways, and I coach Maggie, so I know where, you know, I know what she's capable of, but she, she just has a competitive spirit that her focus and her ability to deal. However, she does get a little amped up every once in a while. We went through that in day one. Yeah, I'll do. But yeah, and then that's, a, it's, I think that's, that's part of growing as an athlete, as an archery athlete. But I'm glad that, I'm glad, um, melody that you keep bringing up about being athletes because a lot of barebow shooters are still in that like you know i'm having fun and we're having a great time and we're hooting and hollering but you're an athlete act like this one train like one be an athlete because that's what you are and that's i think that's 
that's changing. There is definitely a little bit of a changeover in in Barbell for that that effect. And again, you know, John, not to throw you in the spotlight again, but a lot of that comes from him because he puts out he's been putting out so much stuff that how much work he has put in over how many years you've been doing this dude 11 it's your 11th year uh, um i don't know i think it's 11 it's been, it's been a long time 10, wow. 11 12 you know but you put the hours and the volume and the dozens and dozens and dozens of arrows and people realize like well that's what you got to do that's what you got to do to get better and I think you ladies kind of exemplify, you know, I know Claire, your situation is a little bit different because you didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but you went into it with a, with an, um, an athlete's mental game because you are one. So you learned how to kind of, you learned from it, you know, and you learned how to deal on day one and, and shot well on day one. And, you know, so it's it still, it still comes out that your previous experience as an archery athlete benefited you um and then, then you learn things from it as well which again that's an athlete state of mind so i'm pretty sure I, at some point claire put in the hours she didn't get oh, where yeah. she got she put in the, the hard work to get there pretty sure I tried. i'm pretty sure yeah to shoot the way you did with everything you got going on you know it's pretty commendable if you ask me so john yeah. anything else you want to Want to cover? Uh, not anything that comes to the top of my mind. I think we did. I think we covered about everything. I think so too. Anything? Uh, anything you ladies would do different for next time? I feel like I need a second bow, a second setup, because the truth of the matter is that anything can happen at any given time, and preparation planning is very important as an athlete. And as an archer, for sure, string can break. You got to have backups, and that's definitely what I learned at this point in my career. Like for sure, I need a, I need to have everything where I need it. The days I'm shooting, and for me, like shooting eliminations without being able to see because I didn't have my glasses, I couldn't shoot with my glasses on. That maybe I should get into a regimen of pre pre preparing myself to shoot that way and figure things out in different scenarios. I need to plan, I need to prepare accordingly because the truth of the matter is, is that anything can happen at any given time and what am I gonna do about it? I just need to prepare. Good stuff. Anybody else? I definitely need more practice, more practice and more practice because I recently changed my arrows and I increased my poundage by one to two pounds. So it's hard for me to shoot um, 72 arrows. I think I would put more practice if I have a chance. Claire, what difference do you notice when you go up in the poundage in kind of short notice before the tournament without practice? What what are the things that that were that affects you when that? What's um, what's the differences? So I wasn't as consistent as before. Um, a lot of arrows dropped low because my, um, I didn't have my strong shot. And my arrows are heavier than my old arrows. So when my form is not perfect, it dropped a lot. Gotcha. I think that's good because I think a lot of times people make changes, they buy new limbs, they do these things and 
all of a sudden their scores aren't they're not making as good as shots but they're they're like oh i put these limbs on it you increase poundage things change form changes your release changes um you know so there's it's it's important for people to understand that and that you were affected by it because you just didn't have the volume under your belt you know chrissy how about you aim at seven o'clock win (laughs) win i mean you could be on one side of the field walk across the field and it's a totally different game and, and that i wasn't expecting and so I blamed, I blamed myself instead of just going, okay, this is what it is. Let's just deal with it. So I think I would ad- adapt a little quicker, you know, in those situations. So that was like my big lesson. I may or may not have said something along the lines of you need to make a change. I heard <laughs> it. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was cha- I was changing all the wrong things. I should have just You got to do something here. And yeah. But it is what it is. Lessons learned, right? Yeah. And they changed my my limbs and I went down to lower poundage. All Frank said was just shoot where you're shooting and see where it hits and then figure it out. And I was like, yeah. that's that's exactly what I did. Because I went from 40 pounds to I think I was 36. <laughs> but they were a better limb. And that's but they were better limbs. They were yeah. Better I limbs. Mean, you got more snap out of that limb. And I, if I remember correctly, your next end you were high. Yes, it was. It like, was, yeah, definitely. The, the the different limbs felt so much better, but I just stayed in my game as well, and I just allowed yeah. allowed everything quick. to flow, and then I just adjusted quick, fast, and in a hurry the best that I could. And then I felt like at the end of round four, I felt okay. Tomorrow, these limbs, I'll use them. I'll be good. And then I couldn't see because I couldn't wear my glasses, and I was like, "Why is this happening to me? Like, is this a joke? Is somebody <laughs> playing a joke? Is like Ashton Kutcher somewhere and they pranking me? Punk, punking you, <laughs> punking me? Yeah, yeah, totally. Literally, I feel like that was my experience. Maggie has no idea nationals. what that reference is whatsoever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, 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 I think mean, that reference shoots, is older than Maggie. Shoot, yeah, totally. <laughs> who shoots not being able to see the bell? And I'm just like, just do yeah. it, you know. And nobody would believe it because. I always tried to stay in my game. Like nobody knew all the stuff that was happening in my world down at the end of the Bebo line, you know, because I just got to continuously do what I got to do. This, this is the nationals. I can't press pause and say, let me go and get a new bow and come back. Especially <laughs> the show in, must go on. Especially in eliminations and or the open. There's no equipment failures there. Yeah. You just got to do what it you got to do. You just is. have to. So how about adjust. from our resident teenager? Get out of your head, kid. <laughs> um, that it shouldn't be about um, shooting against the rain. It should be shooting with the rain. Kind of like fellow competitors. All you have to do is make a change on where you aim on the target or move your plunger or something to cope with it. It's, it's not, it shouldn't be seen as this daunting task, even though shooting in the rain can be tough. You have to go into it positively. However, we did not move your plunger for the rain. Just throw that out there. We're not advocating to do that. Aim off, aim off people. If there's a change, yeah, it's better. But yeah. you did a good job handling that. You did. You really did. You got a little amped up I think in the I, beginning. Remember? Remember the first couple of ends? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, you were hitting like 
I was hitting high because I was overdrawing because I was too excited. (laughs) Yep. And and it was one of those like I don't know what's going on situations. I mean, we've all had those at some point. Like I don't know what I'm doing. And you um you had that moment and then you came back and I I took your bow. I knew there was nothing wrong with your bow, but I looked at your bow, gave away my secret. (laughs) It's fine. It's you. Take a breather, try to chill out and enjoy it. And like that, you know, things kind of smoothed out and yeah, everything calmed down and after that. But I mean, in all fairness, you don't know what you're looking for anyway. Uh, <laughs> listen to this guy. <laughs> I blame you. I blame you. What I do know, I know from you. So you say what you want. Right. <laughs> I learned it from There's certain things that he holds secret that he still won't tell me, I think. He's got like these little, you know. He's holding out on you? Oh, yeah. Always. So he's, always. Not, he's, not good. he's not good enough yet. <laughs> this, isn't about, this isn't about the guys shooting bear bow. This oh, is about shit. the ladies. Let's not go there. <laughs> so where's everybody shooting next? Is like the season over for most of everybody? Or is where, where's everybody shooting next? What's the next tournament? I actually have states on September 6th. So I'm going to shoot that and um, I am going to be going and doing the NFA. So I okay, think that would be a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. So I'd like to check that out just for kicks and giggles, see, see where it goes. Um, I definitely have to learn 70 and 80 yards. I'm a little scared. Uh, it was a lot of work to learn 50 meters. Now I have to like learn 70 and 80 yards, but you know, we'll, we'll just roll with it and whatever happens happens because so far it's it. been a really great ride. So Four arrows, Chrissy. That's all it is. I know. It's true. That's it. Just yeah. four. But I, I like this journey. I like, I just keep learning new things. And then, oh, wait, and I'm going to be seeing John in a few weeks on the 11th because I'm going to the boot camp. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> what? So fun. You're not going to oh, John. <laughs> um, I, I've. Thing, th- things came up. I can't make it to the boot camp. So oh. I'll, I'll, I'll see you in like a month. <laughs> so when are you going to teach me about tuning? What's that? You were supposed to teach me about tuning. Tuning? Mm-hmm. Yankton. We'll have plenty of time in Yankton. Oh, okay. I'm going to hit you up in Yankton then. Yeah. How about uh, Claire? What's your season going to look like uh, here through indoor? Have, uh, so we have, we still have a outdoor tournament, uh, a local one here in, in Houston, because it's still hot here. Uh, my next indoor would be, I think I, I want to go to Lancaster. And I think that will be my, my next one, because I'm not going to NFAA. Okay. I'm really hoping they have Lancaster. I love that yeah, there's a women's available. Yeah, that was my first national, that was when I first met Claire, that was, and Maggie was my first major tournament was at Lancaster and uh meeting all them I was like meeting all of you I was like fangirling fangirling I'm sure you guys remember but yeah big time big time fangirling so it was it was fun so I hope they have Lancaster again we'll have to see I hope to see Fawn pretty soon because I've missed shooting with her for like the longest time. And if, if ever you want to be around the most positive female bear bow archer, that is just an incredible shooter. 
and an amazing human being. Fawn is, is that, is that girl? Like I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a great friend. She's a great archer. She's just an all-around amazing human being. So I hope I get to shoot with her soon because I miss her. Agree. We love you, fine. I think we all miss shooting with her. It's been a while. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. So she brings something else to the table, which we all love. Sass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I brought sass. Okay, I am well, going to send her both, you, soon. <laughs> you both bring sass. <laughs> we both Sagittarius. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maggie, what are you up to? What's your what's um, the remaining tournament you got going on? Uh, on the twelfth, I'm going to Lancaster for one of their. I think they they did a series, but not really a series. It's the last one uh, called the what is it? Smackdown. And so, um, summer at the end on the 26th and 27th, you're having to shoot, and I'm going to the GHA one because I, I want to, I don't know, we'll see where it where it takes me. <laughs> and then uh-huh. indoor, and and then indoor. Yeah. lots and lots of work for indoor. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting after indoor right away. We're not taking any time off. We're gonna start feeders right away. As soon as, as soon as the September shoot is over, we're gonna get everybody prepped for indoor. Hopefully, indoor nationals happens. Hopefully, Lancaster happens, and we give people a place to go and prepare for it. Um, but yeah, see what happens there. We will see. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with all of you once again except this time all together because cornering the four of you at nationals would have been next one possible but um you know you guys you girls do an amazing job of in, in some ways following fawn's footsteps because i think fawn deserves the same recognition that we gave for john because she has she's definitely set the set the bar high for women's bare bow. She um, really has. She's the, she's the standard. But she also goes out of her way to help people, you know, who yeah. are new to bare bow or up and coming. Like yeah. she goes out of out of her way to to be there for other female archers. So she's amazing. I can't say enough great things about fun. And as a coach, she has done the same with her shooters. Her shooters, we had the pleasure of meeting some and talking to some out at S3DA Nationals and um and her families and stuff like the like she um she just does an amazing job across the board and i think she deserves that recognition for sure so and again again she's another create not creation that's a bad word um she's another learner from john you know you i know john helped her quite a bit in the past but you know with your you guys were team members, I guess, for the United States archery team for field nationals, field worlds, field worlds. Field worlds, yeah. yeah it's just a, just a typical, you know, teammate helping another team out, you know, whenever we can. Yeah. So, but thank you for joining us, and thank you for providing such, probably, like, the, this is definitely, like, Mick, if you're there, we have to, like, do, like, a kumbaya intro or something, because it was... It was 
for a moment. I, I, I think I blanked out for a moment. I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome. No, it's pretty Sister awesome. Hi. This is how women's verbal roles. We're all sisters. I think it's great. The, men, the men's will be totally different. Oh, completely different. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> it should be entertaining to say the least, but <laughs> Once again, ladies, nice job. Awesome podcast. Um, you have definitely set the bar high for just representing women's barbell. And I think you're, you are following Fawn's footsteps. And I think in some ways, setting your own standards. And I want to say thank you on behalf of barbell for that. So job well done. Thank you, you so job. much. Thank you. Thank you. Love right. you, Any, anybody Bye. watching check check out Bye. the gold gold medal match on uh youtube get those views up show some support for the ladies yeah go so go to competition archery media and go to their youtube page and watch the ladies u.s open and finals there just watch claire killing it man killing it <laughs> that last end claire you oh have to admit oh. that last end was like you were killing it girl <laughs> that's like Wow. Okay then. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. It was yeah. awesome. I didn't realize it uh, until Rick said, "You know what? That's a twenty-nine point five. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was. You close. were killing it. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Rick awesome. definitely helped. Shout out uh, for everyone listening. That's Rick Stonebreaker. He was. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, coach. Rick Stonebreaker, yeah, for calming me down. <laughs> Slick Rick. <laughs> all right thank you so much for joining us um you guys want to hang out and, and chat a little bit but we're pretty much pretty much curtain podcast is over you guys are awesome